Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you'll need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What's up, everybody? February 28th edition of the Fightful MMA podcast. Yours truly, Joe Ferraro. You can follow me online via social media at Showdown Joe. You can follow my guest who joins me every Tuesday, UFC middleweight Elias Theodore. You can follow him online at Elias Theodore. Elias, uh, there's, a, there's a blank background. Is everything okay? Are, are you somewhere yes. that you're good? Yes, I'm good. And I have a shirt on today. So uh, obviously not as steamy as last, but we'll see. It's early <laughs> in the podcast. For those that don't remember or don't know, didn't have a chance, you may want to check out last week's podcast. Elias was in a hot tub. Uh, and as you know, every time Elias comes on uh, to join us here, we just don't know where he is. We don't know what's going to happen. It's always a surprise. Uh, and today, it's just a pleasant surprise. It's very simple, very basic, down to the basics. He's at home. Uh, Elias, uh, what's been going on since we last spoke to you? Uh, obviously, still riding high from the win. Uh, it, was a, it was a good fight. It was um, what I needed to put myself in the direction that I'm going forward and I'm on a two fight win streak and obviously since then I have a bunch of emails meetings blah 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 that I'm putting together I'm actually going to uh, California on Sunday uh, it's not all going to be Disneyland with the girlfriend it's also going to be uh we'll be sitting down with a couple networks and whatnot and uh hitting the ground running uh the great thing about or the thing about uh being busy it gets you more rewarded with more work the reward for hard work is more hard work there you go I, yeah, messed up the, I messed up the quote. <laughs> no, very true. Uh, well, you're going to California on Sunday. Uh, I leave for Mexico on Sunday. Yes. Family vacation. Uh, Sean Rossap, managing editor, always complains that you know I'm too pale for you know somebody of Italian descent. But uh, this is what we get when we live in Canada and we don't travel too much over the winter. I'm stuck inside, although the weather isn't too bad outside. Scary. Uh, yeah, it's, it's not bad. It's, it's February. It's February 28th. Uh, I was told, I heard on the radio today that uh, we're probably going to still have a nice little winter and we probably won't feel spring till May. So Canadians out there probably get that. We probably understand that. Don't put your snow shovels away. Don't put your snow blowers away. Uh, it is what it is. But you got you, you, you to gotta say one thing though, Lies. To be able to travel uh, is fantastic. It's a luxury. It's, it's, you know, it's first world situation. Uh, but there's nothing better than to be able to travel. I don't care, especially when I go down and do Titan events, when I go down to Florida uh, and I forget that I could just bring my shorts. It's fantastic. Yeah, no, exactly. And that's what got me into mixed martial arts, uh, the fighter's journey. And obviously you encompass that in your own way too. 
um, the ability to go to Brazil, Thailand, and everywhere in between. Um, it's, it's obviously, again, hard work gets you more hard work, but there's a lot of fun times in between. Where's the best place or, or the funnest place you've ever been? I'd have to say, in many ways, Thailand. It, it's like Vegas on steroids. Um, you can like literally do anything in, in uh, Thailand. It's just crazy. Um, but again, it has a good uh, mixture of both both the debauchery and then also the spirituality with um, with Buddhism and all the monks that are around, and uh, you can meditate and and basically, you know, um, kind of have the yang with the yang. You have been told on numerous occasions, Joe, you got to get down to Thailand. You got to get down to Thailand. Uh, I had, th- I think I have heard people say that it's Vegas on steroids. Now, um, I've been to Vegas. I-, I don't know. I mean, I can count these these things behind me right now, the UFC passes that I have. Uh, I think I've been to Vegas 19, 20 times, uh, and I can attest. Uh, it is. It, it can be Sin City. You can get yourself in a lot of trouble out there. It's an adult playground. Uh, but when I hear that Thailand is Vegas on steroids, uh, you mentioned debauchery. Uh, I don't know if you want to get crazy telling the story or, or, or telling why. Uh, tell us why. Um, well, no. Again, uh, the obviously the the um, the fights, the um, the avid amount of uh, sexuality that's out there. Obviously, the prostitution is legal. The um, the um, the aspect in regards to the wild parties. Uh, and I know people like, again, the, the firing ranges, I know, I may know someone who blew up a pig with a rocket launcher for like 30 bucks. <laughs> I may know somebody. I should not be laughing. And, uh, but it, no, it was a dead pig. Not that I would know, but just somebody knows. Okay. Well, I guess if it was deceased, uh, I could definitely understand that. Um, you think the UFC would ever go and have an event in Thailand or probably not? Maybe. Um, again, they, they, there's a lot of building that needs to happen in regards to uh, Asia in general. The, there is a foothold in other organizations. So uh, I think um, it's definitely a possibility. They've, they've gone to other parts. Um, have they gone to Singapore yet? I can't remember. They have. They just. Yeah. I'm not sure yeah. if they've gone, but they do have an event coming up in Singapore. I think yeah. this might be their second one, but don't call me on that. Yeah, that's why that's – that's yeah. So, again, uh, it's obviously the biggest uh, – biggest uh, market biggest um sorry not the biggest market the ufc is obviously the biggest provider of mixed martial arts but they're not necessarily the biggest in that area um because there is such a foothold in regards to Ryzen and um one fc and other options so it would make sense um if you're not there you they want to eventually be there so uh why wouldn't thailand be a part of it it has such a huge fixture and especially with the uh addition of um it's more in phuket but um Tiger Muay Thai and the, the basically the culture that and the economics that have grown around it. A whole city has um, has uh, kind of grown in Phuket from Tiger Muay Thai, uh, where now you have t- you know um, top team Phuket. You have uh, a bunch of other ones that have kind of grown around it, and it's amazing to see since uh, my first visit to Tiger Muay Thai to see the, the whole city that has grown around Tiger. Yeah, I mean, well, there's also um, I remember seeing Mike Swick and AKA Thailand. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's it's pretty big. So to think that there are gyms there that are doing a fair amount of Muay Thai, and there are folks that do go out there to get their training in um, for mixed martial arts. Excuse me, I meant some uh, mixed I, martial arts. Sorry but at the well. same time, you you think about what's being developed over there. But see, for those that don't know, Muay Thai is is akin. 
to to the Thai folks as hockey is to Canadians. It's mm-hmm. in it's in their blood. Uh, it, it is something that that you know kids do when they start at three years old. You know, our our guys here are, are on skates when they're two or three years old. There, they're already throwing elbows and, and shins and, and stuff like that to see some of these kids go at it. So they, uh, but the problem is, is the longevity. Uh, by the time they get to their twenties, they're already done. Uh, they've taken enough damage over the years. But um, it makes you wonder if if, if because it's such a rich culture in terms of, of a martial art like Muay Thai, uh, which is a devastating striking art, uh, in comparison, and I'm just, just going to use the word in comparison to the other striking arts, be it karate or taekwondo that are, you know, taekwondo's in the Olympics and stuff like that. But I'm surprised that mixed martial arts isn't bigger or we don't hear more about it in Thailand. Well, it's specific to the, the actual sport. They're a different sport. Um, obviously, it's ingrained in thousands of years in their culture. Muay Thai, Thai is in the name of it. Um, so it's a it's synonymous with the country, like you said. Um, but they also don't have any uh, actual ground game, right? So it, it, it's a culture, but it's a different sport. Uh, much like, um, obviously, mixed martial arts grew uh, tenfolds in regards because of the UFC in the States. But there are many people that still don't look at UFC as a sport because uh, they're huge boxing fans. They're, they're purists in that regard. Um, so you could see a similar thing happening there where people don't really want to grow outside of their niche. You mentioned uh, boxing. Uh, we've been talking about something since last Friday here at, at Fightful MMA. Uh, a, a fantasy UFC fighters versus boxers pay-per-view card in a boxing ring where UFC fighters that have that boxing background or can, can box fairly well or have boxed in the past would actually compete against the likes of of, of professional boxers and obviously Conor McGregor Floyd Mayweather would headline such a card uh we've we've heard Anderson Silva talk about he'd like to do that with Roy Jones Jr. as the co-main event so we started talking about Holly Holm Eddie Alvarez the Diaz brothers uh those are guys that that would be you know would, would jump on that type of opportunity do you think I mean UFC would never really co promote but there's money to be made here do you think that could ever take place well, never say never. Um, interim belts for all, after all. Uh, again, uh, with a, what is it, a hundred million dollars in in uh, interest or something like that that they have to pay in regards to uh, their fees. It, I, I think um, WME wants to get money any way they can. Um, and I, you know, we're talking about the idea of purists and whatnot. Uh, it's really moved away from a sport and content providing. So people will watch that. For better or worse, people will watch that. And um, why the hell not? You mentioned so you so you, you mentioned it's content. They, they're a content provider. The UFC is uh, Pearson. Sean Pearson mentions it uh, more or less a sports entertainment. There is still a pure uh, traditional aspect to it, although it doesn't make sense when you take a look at some of the boats that do get put on versus the, the ones that are fair, the ones that you look at the rankings and number five is taken on number six, and then sometimes you get number four taken on not even in the top 15. Uh, if, if I'm not mistaken, I don't know if uh, Artem Loboff is in the top 15 uh, at Featherweight, but he's taken on Cub Swanson, who had a fantastic fight uh, in Toronto. You figure he would get a contender. Uh, and then you've got these, you know, you, you, we just heard from Glover Teixeira, take, or we just, we just heard the news that Glover Teixeira is taking on Alexander Gustafson, a fair rankings fight. Um, but then again, Conor McGregor versus Nate Diaz means nothing. It's a money fight. Um, does it bother you sometimes to see the money fights versus the traditional, hey, 
six take on five, five take on four, work your way up. You know, you've got guys like R- Romero waiting to get that title shot. Jacare Souza, Damian Maya, no longer getting that title shot. He's got to fight uh, Jorge Masvidal next. Um, does it bother you in any type, or is it just you know what it is? This is the way it is, and just don't even worry about it. The latter. Um, it's the way it is. Uh, don't hit the player, hit the game. Um, but that's how that's how it is, and I don't begrudge anyone that wants to do it. And to Diaz's um, uh, Diaz and Connor uh, to the benefit to the um, what am I trying to say? Words, uh, words, words. No, uh, <laughs> just basically to their defense. Uh, that was obviously a late term, a late uh, replacement, and then it became the hype because of the upset. Um, so there is a history there. So that still makes sense. Um, and it was a close, and it was a close decision for Connor. So I think, I think still Connor's the one that kind of has to prove more uh, in in regards to the trilogy rather than Diaz because he's only looking at it for money. He doesn't. I guarantee he doesn't care too much whether his hand gets raised as long as he gets a couple more million dollars. So the word out there, we'll, we'll get to some of the boats that I just mentioned, but we'll stick with the Diaz brothers momentarily. The word out there um, is that Nick Diaz won't come back unless he gets a title fight. Nate Diaz won't come back unless he fights Conor McGregor. There's a good chance we may not see these guys be competing anytime soon. Yeah, and who knows if Conor's coming back. They, they, again, there's a lot of... A lot of leveraging, a lot of individuals putting themselves in different directions. Um, all the power to them. Uh, if you don't leave this sport with at least $2 million in your pocket, you've done it wrong. Fair. Very fair. Uh, $2 million that you'd probably want to invest. You want to keep, you know, pay off mm-hmm. the house and then probably invest it accordingly so that it pays mm-hmm. off dividends for the rest of your life. Um, yeah. In terms of Conor McGregor, because that is that is a sentiment that people have, that A, he will come back, B, he won't come back, C, he's going to fight the winner of Nurmagomedov Ferguson, D, he's fighting Mayweather, uh, you know, E, he's fighting George St. Pierre. The options are there, but there's also that this guy's made a boatload of money. And, you know, you look at his social media, and sometimes I think to myself, okay, you know what, I, I don't buy everything I see on social media, uh, whether the average Joe down the street that looks like he's got the perfect marriage or the girl that's got the perfect husband. Everyone's got their problems versus the fighter that has all this money and living the grand lifestyle. Do you really have that much money? And are you blowing it away as opposed to thinking about, hey, you know what? If I do this properly, uh, unlike what's happened to some NBA players, NFL players, professional hockey players where they had millions and then they they pretty much went bankrupt. Well, no, that's very true. And then uh, 30 for 30 is a great example of that. They did a um, uh, 30 for 30 broke. Uh, I think it's something like NFL players, uh, something like 70% of them go broke, 80% of them go broke after the first five years. Um, and then like basketball and um, a couple other ones are the, the other high range up there. Uh, money management's a, it's a tough thing, especially when you had no money to begin with. You, it doesn't make any sense to you. Um, one example, obviously, the prime example for everyone in my sport would definitely be Mike Tyson. 300 million to nothing. Obviously, he has a little bit of a resurgence because what's old is new again. And he has a, you know, a show and uh, uh, a live show that he gets to talk about and make some money off there, blah, blah, blah. But um, uh, yeah, no, I, at the same time, a lot of it is what is that, like you said, what is actually true? Obviously, he didn't pay for those phantoms. I'm pretty sure all those cars that he does have, they're probably leased. <laughs> uh, they're probably given to him. Um, I, I don't know for fact, but I'm pretty certain that um that uh what do you call it the uh the phantoms or whatever they're called 
um, were given to him. So there are ways to leverage his name. And I know, I know what his price is uh, for an event. And it's hefty. So uh, I'm pretty sure he's doing, he's doing all right. And if someone's that good at putting together their overall package in regards to their brand name, with, and he's been very meticulous and careful, even to the extent that I think he's trapped in it, I can only imagine being on for Conor McGregor must mean. Um, no, I, I, I think he's smart enough and young enough to basically do what he wants. Uh, I'm of the belief that he will return. Uh, and yeah. he'll return uh, late spring, early summer. Um, I haven't put my finger on whom he will take on next. Uh, I though, although, uh, you know, Nurmagomedov and uh, Ferguson this weekend will have likely have a pretty good say in terms of who wins that title, uh, or sorry, who, who wins that bout, wins that interim title, and determines who really is the champion in that division based on taking on Conor McGregor later this year. I think he's going to just, obviously, Conor's going to basically, you know, wait till the child is born, wait till his girl has the baby, uh, and then make an assertion there and start preparing. Uh, but the options are there because George St. Pierre uh, won't be coming back till around that time. Uh, Nurmagomedov and Ferguson. What's that? Madness, madness. The, the the thing, the idea that he might be fighting George. Just madness. We'll madness. get to George in a second. Uh, yep. If you could figure out who Conor McGregor would be fighting next, and we'll we'll, we'll make the assumption it's going to be late spring, early summer. Who do you think it'll be? I think um, I think they're really trying to posture for uh, Mayweather. I think the UFC's response is George. Uh, that's their counter offer. I think um, George says he has one in him uh, to get down to that weight class or, or somewhere in between. What if it's 160, 155? Maybe they don't need to fight for a title, um, which would just, again, drive so many people bananas uh, because of the idea that McGregor, once again, doesn't have to defend his actual belt. <laughs> but uh, if we're going back to the, 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 the point that we had, being that um, this is, to use Sean Pearson's, word it's sport entertainment um that makes total sense in terms of george st pierre many options for him it mm-hmm. was supposed to be michael bisping in december it didn't mm-hmm. happen and if that michael bisping thing could have been anderson silva could have been uh now there's lots of talk about conor mcgregor and we, we, we've heard Faraz say that yeah george could you know we'll do a test cut and if he can get down to 155 we'll be more than happy to fight conor mcgregor you mentioned uh a catchweight fight a catchweight bout. I mentioned a catchweight bout uh, a day or so ago. Um, George is not going to be fighting Damian Maia now. Uh, he likely, although the fact is that he was the champion at 170 pounds, uh, a, a potential immediate title shot uh, to go back to the belt that he had uh, is another option uh, mm-hmm. or take on the loser of that fight in order to get the winner or in order to fight the champion. Um, the options for George are there. Uh, I know you can't tell him what to do, but if you could advise him on what to do, what would that be? Um, I think if you can get down to 160, if you can get down to 155, that, that, would, that fight would be bananas. Um, again, it would cement him as being a – like, it would cement him being a part of the biggest fight ever. Um, obviously, UFC, was UFC 100 bigger than Connors? I can't remember. I don't, I, think it, I don't remember. It, it was big because it had George and Brock Lesnar. And they, yeah, yeah. I'll have to double check, yeah. I can't remember like the actual end of pay-per-view, but he, again, George has – I don't think George is going to fight 10 more fights. Like, uh, I, I, I think he wants to get back in there, and again, he has to win. Um, his, his big uh, 
his big uh, lure, his big, uh, you know, potential of uh, this greatness coming back depends on him winning. And there's a realization that he's older. He hasn't fought in three years. He hasn't fought my entire career in the UFC. Oh, I never thought of that. That's right. I watched his last fight against Hendricks while we were in the Ultimate Fighter house. He has not fought my entire UFC career. That's a huge thing that he's coming back from. And obviously, George is the, the exception to every rule because he is the athlete that can do that. If someone can pull it off, it's him. But that's real. Uh, that's a long-ass time. And um, we saw... Obviously, I don't think he has the same trappings as someone like Ronda Rousey, how she had 13 months and didn't grow from it. Uh, he obviously left on top. Um, and again, as someone that holds him to a pedestal, uh, I would have preferred that he just, you know, walked off into the sunset. But he wants to do what he wants to do, and that's coming back for a boatload of money. <laughs> so I cannot blame him. Um, and especially repositioning um, the, the, his contract or whatever. Um, it is kind of disheartening in, in regards to the, the thing that um, him and Tim Kennedy came out for in regards to the, the association. I, I hope that they're still trying to be a part of something like that. If that was not if that was more or less just a leveraging tool, then that's kind of upsetting, but I understand don't hate the player, hate the game. Um, with the same sense, uh, he wants to go in there and he has every opportunity and rightfully so. Um, I think, uh, again, the McGregor fight makes total sense. Uh, the Bisping fight makes total sense because, uh, someone like Anderson Silva, you may be winning, but you could still get hurt. Um, McGregor, you think you would have to assume that some of the punching power is, but no, he would be going up to hit, he would be coming down to his weight class. So it's George that would be suffering the diminishing returns rather than, um, uh, what do you call it? McGregor. Like, and George is in a knockout artist. We know what George's MO is going to be. He's going to have athleticism. He's going to have athletic him. Um, they'll pick him up, throw him, toss him, go for a submission, and rinse and repeat. Um, badass jab and a, an a impeccable double. And uh, just total control. That's his keys to victory in that fight. Um, but the biggest payoff would be saying, hey, I'm – no matter how much time has gone by, I'm still the best. I'm still the, the biggest name in the UFC. So there's a lot of potential for that. I think McGregor is what he wants. And I think that's what UFC is trying to do in regards to a counterfight for all this Mayweather bullshit. Um, based on Conor McGregor getting that license in California, putting him under the, or the boxing license in California, which in essence technically could put him under the Muhammad Ali Act, um, it throws a curveball into the equation for the UFC uh, obviously could set a precedent for uh, mixed martial artists that do want to compete and, and kind of really look at that UFC contract and say, uh, uh-uh, you can't stop these guys from doing what they want to do. Um, but the reality is from, from when this first came on, a lot of us do say it's not going to happen. It's not going to happen. Mayweather McGregor is not going to happen, but Mayweather did come out today or recently and said, it's the only fight that's important to me. Why would it be? He's the best defensive boxer of all time. He's just going to do this for 12 rounds. And we're going to say, oh, that fight wasn't great. But they're both going to make a dick load of money. And who cares? Uh, all the power to him. It's the freak show. It's exactly what it is. Why wouldn't he want to steal the thunder 
of uh, the biggest sport uh, around nowadays, which is the UFC and mixed martial arts. Um, I think McGregor, uh, Mayweather needs McGregor more than McGregor needs Mayweather. Um, I think it's, it's him keeping himself relevant. I, McGregor has a punching chance because he's younger, stronger, athletic, more athletic. But you're also going up against the most, the, the best defensive boxer of all time. And if he makes 50 and 0, holy shit, that's a wicked record. It's a wicked record. But if that fight was to take place, and I joked with Dana White about this when uh, Conor McGregor uh, and Josie Aldo were in Toronto doing the press conference, um, pre fight press conference for their eventual bout. And I, I asked them, I said, I'm not, I'm not trying to cause any issues here, but you got to realize that there's going to be a lot of Irish fans there with a lot of Brazilian fans in Vegas. Uh, and, and those two potentially would not be a good idea mixing and matching inside and outside uh, of the arena of the MGM grand uh, in the MGM hotel. You'd probably need a lot of security to ensure nothing happens. And his rebuttal was obviously, have you been to a Boston Red Sox game versus the Yankees? Yes, I understand when you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Totally understand. But now we're talking boxing versus MMA. Conor McGregor, the Irish fans against Floyd Mayweather and all the boxing fans. That could get ugly, man. That can get really ugly. Well, the saving grace would also get very expensive. So uh, you would at least hope whoever can afford to be in there will be of, you know, some class in any regards. Either fan. Very good point. uh, What's it called? Um, no, I, I, again, uh, I think the real thing, I think the biggest issue is whether the biggest mystery is whether the UFC will be a part of it. I think that's the real issue. Um, cause I think both of them can go again, like you've pointed out with the Muhammad Ali act and in regards to what that actually allows you and, uh, um, doesn't allow you as a promoter to use, uh, people's, uh, rights, uh, in regards to per- 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 perpetuity and, and, and indefinitely and stuff like that. They could hypothetically do it in a different country, go make a couple hundred million dollars, and then pay ten million dollars in fa- fines uh, as a "oops, my bad." Yep, yep, no, no doubt. You've said it before, <laughs> and I completely agree. Uh, but in the UFC's case, in my opinion, uh, if they can't stop it, if you can't beat them, join them. So if they yep. can't stop the fight from happening, I'm sure they'll try and do something. Uh, they just get a piece of it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and, and, and that's just something. As soon as Dana White came out a while ago and said, yeah, we offered Floyd Mayweather X amount of money, and I thought to myself, hey, you know what? They're, they might. I don't think that's a bluff. I think they're seeing something that could potentially happen here where they can get behind it uh, and co-promote it, although co-promoting is something they've never done. We've never seen them do it with Strikeforce, and it was a big thing with M1 Global when yeah. M1 Global what wanted to have Fedor. <laughs> oh, you know what I'm saying? It's, it's, yeah. it's one of those things, but... Realistically speaking, you know, from a sporting perspective, we just want to see the best fights. And Sport entertainment. Yeah. If you're asking me if I'm intrigued about Conor McGregor versus Floyd Mayweather, part of me says no, because uh, I think Mayweather's going to win that fight. Part of me says yes, because Conor McGregor with that <laughs> left hand finds a way to do crazy stuff. Yep. 
Um, it would be just hilarious if he, he just randomly leg kicked him. <laughs> that, was, that was his running joke before. It's like, don't be surprised if Connor gets frustrated and throws a spinning sidekick. Kicking, boom, right on the back of the head, knocks him out. I'd be like, my bad, man. <laughs> right? So uh, it'd be, No, it, it, I relate the fight as junk food. You want it. You think you want it more than you actually do. Um, it's, it's like that pizza, that drunk pizza at 3 o'clock in the morning. You're like, yeah, greatest idea. Then you ate all of the pizza and you're like, Oh my God, I got to run this off. Um, how excited were people about, um, Mayweather versus Pacquiao? So excited. It sold 4 million pay-per-view buys. How happy were people about it? Pissed. Yeah. what do you expect? It's like the definition is insanity. Um, you're going to get the same thing. The only difference is, um, again, uh, Mayweather, for all the faults, he's a very smart man. He dragged out that fight for all the hype, built it up to what it was, and waited till Pacquiao was in the least amount of uh, danger. Like, waited till Pacquiao was the least amount of danger he could have been. Um, I think, um, I think again, you add in the fact that he was injured, I think he had a busted up uh, uh, shoulder or something like that. It was a perfect fight for Mayweather, and he got a hundred plus million dollars for it. So let's do that again and be upset about the pizza we're about to eat. Fact. All right. Um, speaking of guys that are big uh, in the sport, especially in their home country uh, in Sweden, uh, UFC Fight Night in Stockholm now has Alexander Gustafsson versus Glover Teixeira. And the more I think about this fight, the more I believe the pressure is on Alexander Gustafsson. He cannot lose this fight. Uh, and Glover Teixeira, obviously, is a little bit older, can't afford to technically lose this fight. Um, you know, it's not that he's in the tw- well, he's technically in the twilight of his career, but Gustafsson under no circumstances, in my opinion, can lose this fight. Yeah. He, what happened the last time they were in Sweden? Rumble. Destroyed. Destroyed by Rumble. That would, I would, in front of 30,000 people that waited until 4 o'clock in the morning to watch you get destroyed in 10 seconds. That's so much pressure. But no pressure, buddy. So much pressure. No <laughs> pressure. <laughs> So again, more pressure for him competing in his homeland, which is not yes. easy to do. People don't realize it. I mean, actually, before we get to that, I mean, I've, I've had this conversation with George St. Pierre, Rich Franklin, um, a, a bunch of people that have competed uh, in their home city uh, or their home, very close to their home city. And they basically um, almost, almost unanimously said it sucks. It sucks because everybody wants tickets. Uh, people that you haven't seen from kindergarten yep. uh, or grade one, all of a sudden, are your best friends. How you been? How, oh, by the way, can I get tickets? Um, there's a strategy to, to ensuring it can be dealt with accordingly. Um, you like fighting in your hometown? Yeah. Well, I've never been the well. I've never been the main event. Well, I am the main event. M A N E first uh, UFC fighter to get a hair endorsement. By the original two-in-one, that's shampoo and conditioner, um, hurt, main event. But I digress. Um, no, the important thing being, uh, I've never actually headlined a, a card that, in my hometown. Um, but still, you know, um, I've been very fortunate to have the, the friends, family, fans um, behind me. Um, I think it's just, you know, icing on the cake in regards to um, pressure. And I've never been in a situation uh, – that George has been, obviously, few have, um, and even fewer uh, have even gone to the highs and highs and for the amount of time. So I can imagine the buildup and the amount of people, and here I'm doing air quotes, friends, that um, pop up. And how many more friends that will be popping up now that he's making his return? 
Yeah, it's it is kind of crazy. Um, in that division where he was once king, Damian Maya said, "No, I'm I'm waiting for my title shot. I'm waiting for my title shot. I'm not messing around. I'm not screwing this up." I'm waiting for my title shot. Unfortunately, he'll be waiting quite some time now, uh, and he's got to get through Jorge Masvidal, who's coming off that thrilling victory over Donald Cowboy Cerrone. Um, what do you see in that fight? I see um, a Brazilian backpack and submission. Um, I, I again, uh, he <laughs> Damian Maia is a wizard, and 170 is obviously his the perfect home for him. Um, he's not, he's not athletic enough to be at 185. I've, I've met him. Uh, I've, I've gotten to, I've gotten to do one of his seminars and know, um, just the, his ability in person and see it. Um, I think he has maybe thrown nine punches in the last five fights. Isn't that uh, freaking it, awesome? Like, yeah, I, I it's awesome. He doesn't want to hurt people. He just wants to, you know, um, uh, and I think in many ways he can just, uh, crush the will out of him. Uh, he he must see something that is worth taking that risk. Um, and Masvidal is uh, a game opponent who's going to try and knock his block off, but he's been through this before. He stepped in the cage again. It wasn't a great showing, um, but Anderson Silva. So if you can fight Anderson Silva, you're not really scared of anyone else. Did you and I talk about Rory McDonald and Paul Daly last week? I don't know. Maybe. maybe. I'm the one that gets hit in the head. I don't know what your excuse is. <laughs> I wake up. That's the problem. Um, well, Roy McDonald, Paul Daly. I love this fight. Yep. I really do. Um, have you seen Roy during your uh, your escapades at TriStar when you're preparing for your fights? And how's he looking? Um, he's looking good. I think a lot of it is more um, up until now has been just you know decompressing and training, uh, training for the fun of it. Um, I, I think he's been um, – He's still doing strength conditioning. He's still doing uh, a lot of more private classes because I think he just wants time to grow and time to heal. I think that's what a lot of it was. Um, and obviously now he has uh, his first little one that uh, uh, he's, he's a father now. So that's what uh, some of his priorities have. But I, I, at the last little bit in regards to the, um, the, uh, the transition with my fight finishing and his third fight you know, being announced or whatever like that, He's obviously picked up into camp and he's getting into the direction. And he is the eye of the tiger always, even when he's decompressing and doing some training, you know, um, in the way that he has over the last bunch of said months. Um, he's still the, the killer that, um, that of old. Because, he, again, he has so much potential in regards to where he can go. And I'm really happy for him in his new home. It could be interesting to see how that, that fight unfolds and, and you know, should he emerge victorious, what that actually means for him, because it's going to be slick for him. It's going to be fantastic, and you know we do wish him the very best, but that fight's yeah. not going to happen for a while. I'm sure we'll dissect it uh, as we get closer, because you know Paul Daly is going to cause a mockery uh, of our fellow Canadian, or at least he'll try, mm -hmm. uh, which is a dangerous prospect. UFC 209 goes down um, this Saturday, uh, kicking off the main card. Holy smokes. Alistair Overeem taking on Mark Hunt, that is going to be an absolute gong show. It's going to be fantastic. Uh, your thoughts on when those two heavyweights collide again? Yeah, no, it's going to be a great. It's I think it's going to be a very different fight than the first one. Obviously, Alistair, I think I believe he got the submission, if I remember correctly. Um, and uh, yeah, no, yeah, these two fighters have come a long way, and fireworks. I expect fireworks. Do you think it's going to be another submission attempt where one of these, or at least Alistair might think, you know what, this guy can't get knocked out. Uh, I better just take him down on the ground and be like, that's it. 
take him down, try and submit him? Or is Hunt going to be that much better where it's like, no, you're not taking me down uh, and you're getting knocked out? Well, he can be ta- taken down. Um, I, he doesn't have any coin in him. Um, I don't, I don't see, um, I don't see Overeem being this takedown artist. Uh, I, he's not really a submission. Well, he has a lot of submissions. I think he has like nine guillotines and a couple of arm bars. Um, so he, but he also has like 40 fights. So it's just, it's a, it's a legit, uh, ratio in regards to how many fights he's been in. But um, I see a slug slugfest. I think um, I think Mark's gonna obviously want to keep it standing, uh, and they've been in the cage before, even if just for a minute. Lando Venata, one hundred fifty-five pounds. This guy is getting a nice push from the Ultimate Fighting Championship. Comes in on short notice against Tony Ferguson, gives Tony all he could handle, uh, and then comes to Toronto uh, and takes out John McDessie with a vicious highlight reel kick. Uh, and now he is the second fight on a pay-per-view card. This guy's getting a nice little push by the UFC. He's taking on David Tamor, who's, who's not a joke. Pretty tough guy as well. Uh, any analysis that you want to put forth for this one? No, it's going to be a fun fight. Uh, that's say Lando is, is fun to watch. Um, spinny shit, who doesn't love it? Um, and like you said, he has a, he's a solid, a solid opponent ahead of him. He needs to perform. And, and if he does what he's been doing, uh, they'll be pushing him a lot more. The boat after that is one you'll be paying very close attention to. You basically asked, quote unquote, called out the winner of this fight here. And you explained it last week as to why you would like to take on either Rashad Evans and, or Dan Kelly. Now, Put your analysis hat on because, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, for those that don't know, didn't see it, uh, you know, and for those that only listen to the audio version, uh, version, Elias basically just put a hat on figuratively. Um, I never thought, and I had this conversation with Adam Martin yesterday, considering the ultimate fighter nations, um, I never thought in my wildest dreams would I have ever said Dan Kelly versus Rashad Evans would ever actually take place. Now, I'm saying that only because of a few things. Dan Kelly had a sort of up and down situation. He was almost it almost felt like he was gone. He was going to be out of the UFC and Rashad Evans was a light heavyweight. Here we are now 2017 Dan Kelly versus Rashad Evans. A, did you think that fight would ever take place? B, break it down, son. <laughs> uh obviously not. Uh everyone would assume that Rashad would have stayed in the light heavyweight division, uh, although he did talk about it earlier. Um, it, it's, I think it could be a good fight. Uh, Dan has only one loss to Sam Alvey, who I beat, putting that hat back on. Um, but uh, I think Dan is a heavy hitter who has a lot of heart um, and a lot of background in regards to competition. He has been to the Olympics four times. He placed sixth in judo uh, for the Olympics. I think that was his highest showing. Um, and he's still fighting at 37, 38. He, he, again, showing that age is but a number. Um, Rashad, is, Rashad is looking for a renaissance, a rebirth, in a in now his third weight class. Um, I think it's the right fit for him. Um, I, I think, obviously, Rashad would definitely have the veteran MMA aspect, the champion veteran uh, component going in. But the real issue is going to be his chin. He got knocked out in his last fight. Um, the mental aspect of going from a champion now forced out of your weight class, it, it, it's got to be tough on him. And again, the, 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 the roller coaster of not being, um, uh, I guess, 
labeled fit to fight twice, whether it was New York than Toronto. Um, so this is obviously, you know, third time's a charm. Um, he looks great though. So Rashad has the ability to, you know, some slick boxing and great takedowns. Um, that could be a very good plus. Uh, I think as weird as it might say, um, Dan almost has more ways to win. I think, um, just in regards to, uh, what he's been able to do, he's knocked out people. He's, um, been able to outstrike them in regards to heart. Uh, and I think again, his, his judo if and clinching work is very dangerous for someone like Rashad, but, um, I would, I'm a little biased here. I kind of want Rashad to win because he's the name that I want to fight. So uh, I'm rooting for you, buddy. <laughs> and again, that has nothing, and it's only res- out of respect. Um, I got into this sport to fight the best, and Rashad's name is definitely up there. He's an ultimate fighter winner. He's a former champion, and he's now in my weight class. So I want him. <laughs> um, and I think it sets up perfect timing in regards to uh, a, May, um, a May event, let's say Stockholm or Copenhagen. Um, either one of those. I think those are the two places, Denmark and then uh, Sweden are one after each other. I'd love to fight them there. Um, there's also Vegas in July. So there's other options. Um, and I would love to get a win in Vegas because that's my only defeat. And it's summertime and beach parties. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I should probably say it more manly <laughs> next time. Um, but no, uh, but at the same time, I think Dan has a very good chance of winning because he's on, he has the momentum. Momentum is on his side. He's on a three fight win streak. Um, I think he can, uh, in many ways, uh, play the upset. And in that part, it would be an honor to fight him. I don't know what you speak of, of these beach parties in Las Vegas. Lies don't make friends. I've never been. Don't know what you. Now you're just lying. I just. Liar. I'm having difficulty right now. Folks. Flashbacks. Uh, co-main event. <laughs> <laughs> co-main event UFC two and nine. I'm not going down that road. Go uh, UFC two and nine. The the fight Sean Pearson says is for the real 155 pound title. Holy smokes! Habib yeah. Nurmagomedov taking on Tony Ferguson. Tony Ferguson, uh, in the great words of one of our own Canadians, Russell Peters, somebody gonna get hurt real bad. Real this bad. one is, and I, I'm sorry uh, to all my Tony Ferguson peeps out there. I, I'm leaning towards Habib Nur- Nurmagomedov in this one here. It's gonna be. I can't say it's going to be ugly because it's a fight. Anything can happen in a fight. We all know that. I mean, this thing could end in three seconds. Uh, but I just see Habib getting what he wants done, taking him down, and just doing what he does best, man. I think I think you're definitely right. I, but the only wench in all this is I think that Tony is so better in, strang- in its scrambles. Um, I think Habib, in many ways, should be the favorite, uh, by, although not by much, because Tony Ferguson is a savage. Um, and like he is the epitome of uh, or epitome means the opposite. I'm getting confused here now. He is the the quintessential fighter. Like he is what I what I think everyone thinks about as a modern day gladiator. He's a savage, and that includes the scrambles. So I think um, I lean towards Habib, but I think Tony in any kind of scramble could get the better of the situation and win like that. I can't wait. I sincerely I know. can't wait. I'm almost, I'm almost sad because I would love to see this go five rounds. 
That's why I almost want this its own. Um, well, it is for an interim event. title fight. Am I not? Yeah, it's so. Oh, it's, it's still for a belt. It's still for a bite. Yeah, so it's so, yeah. There we go. We got five rounds. Yeah, so five rounds. it is. It is five okay. rounds, which yes. throws a curveball, yes. right? It yes. does throw a curveball into this one here. So, hmm. It's five rounds. Wicked. I, yeah. I told, again, it it's an interim belt, <laughs> and I'm the interim best hair in MMA. According to whom, though? I thought you were the best. I am, but I also have the interim as well. I beat myself. <laughs> I was having a really good hair day yesterday. Oh, I have great haters. Hair days every day, and haters. Exactly. Yes. Exactly. Yeah. Um, all right. Main event: Tyron Woodley. Right here. D-A-I-N. Okay, 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 there you go. Okay, sorry. Sorry. <laughs> Shameless plug. I totally killed myself with that one. Why did I see it coming? All right. The M-A-I-N event on Saturday night. Round six will commence, or the proverbial round six will commence in and around midnight uh, or 12.15 between Tyron Woodley, the champion uh, for the Ultimate Fighting Championship at Welterweight, taking on the number one contender, Stephen Thompson, who says he has figured it out. Both these guys will bring new things to the to the octagon, in my opinion, until it potentially gets to the to the championship rounds, where they will revert back to what they know best. What do you think is going to happen in this? I think way? so. Um, I, I think one of the things that a lot of people have already mentioned. I think Tony. Uh, I was going to say Tony Ferguson. Um, I think Woodley has the most to improve um, in regards to options. I think he showed in like I think it was the first two rounds, or it was just the first round. Um, he is the more athletic stronger, uh, better grappler and can literally at any point should take this to the mat and get some points. If Again, he, I think what he did really well in regards to different rounds where he, he almost knocked off uh, what's-his-face's block off. But I think in many ways, he has opportunities to do damage, take down, and secure uh, you know, a, a, a round every single round in the last 30 seconds by getting a, an additional takedown from whatever he plans on and obviously trying to move uh, forward from that. I think if I was Woodley, I would be doing exactly what I did, but every single last minute or the minute beginning, um, try and get a takedown and score that, try and take it further, obviously, and whether submission, ground and pound, whatever, whatever, but totally, um, totally just take, uh, Wonder Boy, where he's a little bit of a fish out of the water, the ground. All right. Well, that's going to wrap up this edition of the Fightful MMA podcast, but I will close this off with what I call hashtag disturbing. You going to miss me? I'm going to be gone next week. Oh, I am disturbed. Yeah, that's sad. So we're not going to do this? This is not going to happen? Uh, to my understanding, it may be a challenge uh, at the resort in Mexico that I will be with uh, the family. So uh, I will be off all of next week. Well, enjoy. Well deserved, sir. Need to get my tan on. Yes, you do. Beach party? No beach party. No beach party. No beach party. No beach party. No, 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 no beach party. It will be a. Uh, I'll probably find myself with my son uh, in a kids splash area, nonstop, sitting down, pretending that he's not getting into fights and knocking people out at the fun age of six years old, which he seems to have an issue with consistently. The apple doesn't fall far from the tree. And I'm sure my wife will be under, uh, will have both of us uh, under her thumb, red alert, red alert. You two guys know. Uh, So it should be fun. All right. So before we let you go, uh, what do you have planned uh, coming up? Uh, You might as well tell us over the next week and a half, anything big going on that you can speak about? 
Yeah, no, uh, I'm going to LA. Uh, there's a bunch of different things that I'm going to be doing. I'm, I'm going to be on, uh, uh, one of the cool things that I'm really excited to is, uh, get to meet, um, uh, what's called Brendan Schaub himself. Uh, I'm going to be doing the big Brown breakdown. So I'm really excited for that. on uh, what's it called next week. Um, so, uh, a bunch of other different stuff that I'm going to be doing down there and, you know, Pixar didn't happen. It'll be on social media. So stay tuned for all that. Amazing. Amazing. Listen, everybody, make sure you do follow him online, uh, AKA the main event, AKA the Spartan Elias Theodoro at Elias Theodoro on social media. Make sure you follow him on Twitter, on uh, Facebook and on Instagram. Follow yours truly at showdown, Joe, all of your mixed martial arts news at fightful We thank everyone for tuning in live. We thank everyone uh, who listens in later on, on iTunes and on Stitcher. Don't forget tomorrow earmuffs, hashtag earmuffs. Sean Pearson will be joining me probably at 9 p.m. Eastern, and we all know it's going to get ugly. But for now, we bid you all a fond adieu. Thank you very much. Ciao for now. Bye, Mom. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get three-pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today, or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.